<laughs> so <laughs> I just found this stupid little fake mustache that I've had since 2012, I want to say. And I don't know why I have it. Okay, I mean, I know why I haven't gotten rid of it, but I, I can't, you know, I can't get rid of it. I can't seem to really just let go. And, and look, I got this thing for maybe 25 cents. And I saw it, and I thought, maybe it'll be handy. Maybe it'll have some sort of purpose, right? It'll be useful at some point. And over a decade has passed, and it hasn't been, okay? That is a sign that this thing is just not useful. And I see it. I come across it in my little box of trinkets, and I think, oh, it's time to throw it out. But then I have that third-generational hoarder mentality. I start making excuses. It's not that big. It's just a little wee stash, okay? It's not even a full beard, right? It's small, it's important, but then I remember the memories of what it was like in 2012. And I think about it, I go, oh, now it's not only going to serve a purpose, it's so useful, but it's attached to some fondness, okay? And I let it ride, and I let it sit, but I've come across it, and I now know that I cannot fall into whatever trap this is. I need to let go, okay? I need to let go. I need to fulfill this purpose, because that's the part of the things, too, right? Things have a purpose. You've got you to gotta make a decision, Either use them or let them go. So I'm going to make a decision today, right? We make decisions every day, sometimes not all the right ones, but I'm going to make a decision to use this and fulfill it, all right? In a minute. I don't know. Hopefully I get to. I think I need to go to one of those, uh, mm, snap, ooh, hoarding interventions, you know, where they all sit around and just kind of hold all their stuff. He's <laughs> like, why'd you pack that much? It's, a, it's not even an overnight trip. Just You don't need to bring all that stuff with you. And everyone has just luggage, like they're backpacking through Europe. And hopefully they can cure me. I just need someone to sit up and just hold the items and be like, don't worry, everything will be okay. Raise your right hand and repeat after me, everybody. Things are things, not people. Things are things, not people. Things are things, not purpose. Things are things, not purpose. Things are things, not purpose feelings things are things not feelings and they look over and everyone's like grabbing the pamphlets these will these will look good at home <laughs> so yeah i need to let go of this sentiment i'm you know I'm, I'm gonna like i'm gonna let go this is me letting go oh oh i'm sorry mustache you could have lived in my drawer forever we have to be better oh <sighs> this is what freedom looks like Welcome back to Bull Circus. I realized that I can't move my upper lift due to gravity with this thing. Also, quick little interesting thought. Wow! So, why does it hurt more to rip off a freaking fake mustache than a real one? I could shave that all day, but that that's straight from hell right there. Why did I save that for that long? Jeez, I'm glad that it's in little material Valhalla that it can rain true with all the other fake mustaches and go, we did it, we did it, we saved our purpose. But I don't know why I saved it so long, but also props to the adhesive people back in 2012. You made a good product. Who knows if the mustaches are still up to par. But anyways, guys, welcome back to Full Circus. Okay, I'm happy to have you here with me today. And I'm in a bit of a, I think I was saying A, 
Yes. Okay. I did not use the word. I don't deserve a snap for that. I'm in a bit of a pickle, almost like a little slump. You know, I haven't done a lot today. I haven't gone out and experienced a lot of different conversation, experimented with different dialects and just kind of been funny. So I'm in this situation where I'm kind of judging myself, you know, where you look at it and you're like, oh, am I going to be funny here on this podcast as opposed to me doing it like later in the day been around a lot of people know that i'm on fire okay because usually when i do the podcast i keep it a fire extinguisher on standby because people's got to go he's out of control he's killing it and they gotta hose me down but right now i'm in a situation where not to say i'm not funny but i just don't know what's going to happen i want to look at myself and go hey are we silly today or are we going to be letting the judgment take us down? I hope it's the freaking former, the prior, or whatever you say. The first one. I want it to be that one. But right now, I think I'm just worried. It's almost like a little nervous thing. Where it's, Imagine the first thing you do right when you wake up is go showtime. And you're like, I am not ready. I'm not mentally prepared. I don't know how to do that. You know, Get out of bed. Hit the high note. Can you do that? You're like, i got to warm up. You know, So that's kind of the situation I'm in right now. And I feel good. I feel good good-ish. I think I feel good, I should say. But I'm going to try and, and just embrace embrace it for what it is. I also wanted to say about the mustache that I feel a little free. There was something about wearing it for even seven seconds where it's like almost taking ankle weights off. You know, you take them off if you're working out. Like, I can move faster now. I feel like having it on the upper lip, that's the reason people with mustaches are so kind of reserved and stoic. I thought it had something to do with their personality, but this, it's just way in my lip now. Okay, the gravity, it puts, you're all bottom jaw with a mustache. That's all you can do. I get it now. I understand. That's what they do. They're, they're just kind of, well, one, they can't go around playgrounds, but they also, they just can't talk because it's just, uh, and then also you can't, you can't, you're kind of nasally with a mustache too, because if you breathe in, the fake hairs go into your real nose and it's a whole thing. But anyways, I probably should put it back on because I feel like, and my need to establish myself and to bring home the jokes or the comedic wit that I have to fly through a good 2,000 words before I can feel like, okay, there we go. So I want to go speed it up, you know? I got to do a fast track. I got to oh, do all my scales and get ready and prepare, okay? Something I should have done before the show started, but you know, look at me. Authentic as real as it can be. So anyways, that being said, Let's get right into the show. And the first thing I want to talk about is Tristan's misses. Okay, let's just... Tristan's misses. It's a very soulful one. He's a mister, but he misses. Swish. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Tristan's misses, okay? The reason I want to bring this issue up right now is that there is not a single issue. I've got no misses. I'm single. There's no issue. It's all good. So, yeah, I watched the last episode. Clean, clean slate. Check me with the background check. Nothing. Prior history, little crimes, felonies, nothing. I felt good, confident. What was interesting is I watched it back. So proud of myself. Just really feeling like a father or a brother or cousin or somebody that I really value their appreciation and for them to look down on me and say, hey, you did it, son or brother or cousin or person that I'm proud of, you know? And I looked back, I was like, thank you, father, brother, papa, cousin, you know, whatever. I felt so proud of myself. And I look at him and I go, thank you. 
So it's a weird little thing where I'm looking back at me and we're both kind of feeling proud and also very grateful. I'm like, can I shake your hand, son? Put the mustache back on. It's like, you're going to be a star, kid, you know? So it's one of those things where it feels good to not have a single issue, man. Maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but I just don't see it, okay? Not my son. My son's the best son ever. You don't know how talented and special my boy is, okay? Or brother or cousin. My family. This kid is very great. So it's nice. I'm looking at myself in very loving eyes. And that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Even when I just said I was feeling judgmental, it wasn't like harsh judgment. It was more just worry. And I'm reassuring myself and going, dude, you're awesome. And I go, thank you. No problem. How long should we keep doing as long as it keeps feeling good? So look at us. Just a little self-love technique here. Just... I don't know, wear a mustache and start to think and then watch your podcast back and realize you're kind of perfect. But anyways, also props to us. We just did interesting thoughts and Tristan's misses right at the beginning of the show. So productive. Again, round of applause for me. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm feeling great. I'm feeling happy. Now, that being said, let's get right into the meat and potatoes of the show. I want to address something slash have slash need to. The marathon that I had mentioned weeks and weeks back for New Year's, I am not going to be running it. Okay, I know it's a little sad for a moment, and this is the reason I don't like New Year's resolutions, because when you say you're not going to do it, when it doesn't inevitably work out, because they never do, you start to feel bad. And people go, why isn't you said you swore on the ball dropping that you would? And I'm not, okay? Now, after the car accident... I kind of had to restart my whole training process, and I did. It took some time, and I realized that there was only like nine weeks until the marathon. So I did a crash course in what it's like to freaking meander really fast. You know, I'm just a sauntering, a jaunt for 26 miles. So I'm doing 5Ks, 10Ks, and back to back to back to back, not even a day in between. And I'm feeling great. I'm making a lot of experience, but now... I'm in a lot of pain, okay? So you realize that your discipline and willpower far outweighs, you know, whatever your body's capable of. So from like the knees down, I feel like I'm 104. Knees up, look, shucking and jiving, kind of thriving, just not always surviving. And below, I'm just not feeling great. So I, I have a lot of knee pain right now. And I realize that I can't rush this you can't just train for a marathon that fast so i can't run it guys i'm sorry i will continue to run my mouth but i cannot run the marathon and it's just one of those things that i get why people train for six months or a year or more or more it's like we gotta prepare slowly ramp up and do this beautiful thing you can't just run across the whole city on a whim and that's what I thought I could do. And to be fair, I probably could do if I didn't care about my body. But I feel like there will be permanent damage. Mostly because I looked into some things and it said there could be permanent damage. But you know what? That is the facts. So look at me, who I just said, you're so perfect. Thank you. Now you look at yourself and you go, oh, why do you do that? I don't know. But also, again, I'm so reassuring of myself that when I have bad feelings, I'm not an emotional hoarder, okay? I don't really hold things. I certainly not emotions. I had the feelings and I let them go. Don't savor these things. Why? Throw them away. Okay? So look at this. I'm going to look at myself right now and say, hey, dude, don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Listen, truth is, I just made this announcement. Felt sort of bad about it for a minute. And now I'm over it. 
How about that? I just let that go. This isn't a facade. This isn't fake. I am genuinely over it. Okay? Look into my eyes. You look like you're telling the truth. I am. <laughs> I love me. Look at that guy. He's like a second co-host. Not that there's a first one, but if there's a first co-host, what about me? I forgot about you. <laughs> so, yeah, I am feeling funny. You know what? This is a good time for me. I think I've flown through those first few pages. I'm like, this is a good book now that I've read some. Got through the first chapter and I realized I'm having a good time. Now, let me take you back to Sunday. Usually I say, what else is going on? But I thought maybe we just jump right into it and we would follow along. We didn't get it. Sorry. <laughs> so, I feel like that one kid in the, the middle the show where he says something he's like yeah i'm missing my erasers erasers <laughs> I'm like, oh this is okay no it's not where i'm speaking out of both sides of my brain here and they're both funny look at that both sides of me are hitting on all cylinders it's a conversational engine we've got here so anyways let me take you back to sunday you with me and i had been up very late and we were having company over. Now, I say company loosely because it's just my older brother. That's it. Older brother's just coming to town. He lives 20 minutes away. He's coming over. He'd been over for the last few Sundays. We have a little food and blah, 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 whatever. And I'd been up late. I had not really woken up. My mom walks in. She's like, hey, Tristan, are you awake? Now, I just want her to feel like I'm going to be ready, put on my pants, like, hey, everything's going to be okay. So I put on my best convincing, yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm awake. And somehow she bought that. That's what, yeah, yeah, I'm awake. You know, and I was, well, <clears throat> yeah. So immediately, now that she thinks that I'm awake, because I was so convincing, she says, okay, good. I'll get in there and do the dishes. And I go, oh, okay, still half asleep. After this, a good five, ten seconds go by before she comes back. Tristan, now! Okay, she lights me up. And I'm going, oh, what the frick? Because, again, I wasn't really awake. I was like, I didn't realize I was that convincing. Now I go into this freaking kitchen, and I start doing the dishes. And immediately, as Carlton walks in, my day, I'm only four minutes into it, is I'm, I'm, I'm fuming. I'm upset now. I'm like, what the frick is going on? Half asleep, we're doing that. Now, it's not that I'm doing the dishes. I get it. I got to pull my weight, do some chores. But it's that I'm cleaning for this guy who still has a mess here. I've talked about this podcast. I don't think it's authentic that I have to come and clean up. And now I start to resent them coming over. Because every time they come over, I have to do stuff now. More stuff even? We're dusting things off of shelves he's not going to see. He's like, is he going to come in here with a pogo stick? Why do we got to clean all this? So <laughs> I'm I'm upset about that because I'm awake barely and a little groggy slash grumpy. And the biggest thing that I start getting bothered by is that there is a kitchen phenomenon, okay, that as soon as you walk into this little area Everybody within an earshot flocks, and I gotta. I'm like, I can't move here. If people are eating chips in my ear, I'm like, what is happening? I'm not even awake yet. It was getting in my face. My mom's trying to apologize for me not being up early. I'm just like, I didn't mean the other thing. Carl's like, hey, what's going? Can I help you? And everybody's like, just leave it alone. People are eating chips. Hey, what's going? What, what do you want? Your grilled cheese? I'm like, oh my gosh. 
when I'm in the kitchen, okay, I need COVID rules six feet apart. I, I need, I'm, I'm a kitchen claustrophobe. Okay. I don't know what it is, but there's some, every time there could be no one in the kitchen. You could be home alone. I'll walk in there to get some water and I'll turn around and bump into six people. And they might not even be my family members. I don't know where they come from, but there was a phenomenon. Somebody studied this, okay? Eastern, big orange, right? I don't know what the science is behind this, but it is severely annoying. So I was not thrilled about it. And it was just one of those things that I had to add to the list. I'm making a pros and cons list about moving out. That I had to look at that and go, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the one thing where I could finally feel happy about because everything else dude i love my family i'm gonna miss them there's not one thing that can really be like you know what i'll miss this even though it's kind of annoying that's the one thing that if in my own kitchen i'm alone i won't go like this oh i'll go <laughs> yes we did it you know so i'll be very proud and excited to see that but again man Pros and cons are hard. I don't want to move. I love my family, dude. I don't mind cleaning up. But again, dude, I probably, I won't clean up for them, okay? What you see is what you will get. There's a certain authenticity that you get with Dristan Star Tours. We're so authentic. I know. See that constant reassuring? Both of us know it. Look at the podcast set. I don't clean up for you guys. This is the show. This is real. Sometimes there's a skateboard hanging from a rope that we got by Home Depot. It's not always perfect, but it's real. So, yeah, I'm just kind of going about my pros and cons, man. One of them will be the temperature. That is one thing. I'm paying to have more carpet in the place. I'm not even going to live there forever. I'm putting a lot of money towards the carpet just for warmth, okay? There are very few times in my life that I'm ever warm. One of those is when I'm in my own car, and I control the temperature gauge, and there's a certain freedom, okay? So I have to make sure that I'm warm. That is one that I know I won't go like this. Oh, I'm so comfortable. I kind of wish I wasn't right now. There's something I miss about dying. I stay. That's why I like the podcast area. This I, I put carpet in here for that reason. It's warm. It's in the basement. It gets cold, but it's still me. Okay. I want to be warm. That's all it is. And what were some other cons? I can't remember. The only one I can really think of recently is shuttling my mom around now again with the chores i love to do chores love to help my mom out i want to pull my weight in any ways that i can and it's not driving my mom around that can bother me it's her friends okay now here's the deal her friends are like hey jess come on let's go do things i don't know what they do but it's later in the night and they're all cozy in their PJs. And my mom's like, sorry, I don't want to drive. It's late. It's dark and whatever. And I've got to drive back late. She's like, oh, you know, I know we're comfortable in our PJs, but go get one of your boys because you have so many of them to come out of their comfortable PJs and drive you out into the snowy abyss and then go back home. And then so they keep taking advantage of the fact that my mom has children. She doesn't want to do it. My mom's not even the one forcing this executive punishment out. But they take advantage of the situation. And like, well, I know Then even later I could drive you back, but I won't. I won't come people queue you up even later in the night when they get back into the comfy PJs. Have them come back again. And that's who they are. It's not fair. It's not right. So. That's one of those things that I will feel thrilled about. Like, hey, Trump, come drive across town and help me drive out. You know, it's not my, it's not my mom's fault. Okay, she's she can't drive at night currently, and it's just one of those things that people, they do, man, they do. Although I don't know what's gonna happen because then once just my little brother's here, is he gonna be stuck with every single driving shift? At least we can kind of rotate back and forth of who gets screwed by my mother's friends, but we're fighting. 
maybe they'll just drop the whole thing. Like I can't put all this on this kid. I don't know what's going to happen, but that is a, that's a pro for sure. Okay. Sorry people out there. If you guys are listening to this show, you can't take a line or drop me anymore. Okay. This is the Italian stinginess that's coming out. Hey, it ain't going to happen no more. Again, Italians, famous for having mustaches. What are they? Very slack jaw. Okay. Very dog and do the blank sometimes nozzle. Nasal. Okay. Very nozzle. So that was funny. Thank you, Tristan. <laughs> so yeah, I'm thrilled about that. Again, pros and cons are hard though, because I, I do love my family and I'll probably even miss shuttling my mom around. I don't know. There's something at least we get the little drive and converse, but it's a good time. I'm also thinking about like only wearing white from now on because doing your own laundry and having all my own clothes, I'm not going to separate whites and darks and colors. If we forget about it. I'm not going to do that. I think from now on, I'm only going to dress like a painter. Okay. Just all white all the time. It sounds racist, but I swear it's only related to my attire and the fact that I'm not going to be trying that hard anymore. So I think that's going to be okay. I'm going to be having quite a, a good time. I'm trying to look if there's anything else I wanted to look at as far as pros and cons. There's not much there. Okay. Zilch. None. I don't even know what that word is, but you know what? When he does, uh, you kind of pick up on what I'm saying. That's probably doesn't mean five. Okay. Probably means zipski. Zipski. He says, that wasn't a real number, but it was still good. <laughs> Thanks, dude. So... <laughs> I'm so happy with myself. Thank you. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's just one of those things, man. It sounds kind of schizophrenic if you really start to think about it, but it's not. It's just self-reassurance and evaluating and going, is this funny? It is. You're welcome. Thank you. So it's, it's good to have a friend. You've got a friend in me. Okay. I've got a friend in me. How about that? So what else is going on? Not much. But speaking of authenticity as in not cleaning anything not that i won't clean i'm just saying that i'll i'm gonna be real with you okay if i get a stain we let it fly i was recently listening to a thing and a guy was talking about he didn't phrase it like this but he said conversational fate again didn't say that but that's how i interpret it he was just saying that people get social anxiety and thinking about i don't know what i'm gonna say what do i do here i don't i don't want to trip over feel you know whatever and it made a lot of sense to me because, I mean, also, you, sometimes you get onto this podcast and you worry about what you're going to say. That's I don't really get worried about saying things to other people, but I'm like, am I going to feel funny today? And gladly, I have someone in my ear that's going, you're freaking hilarious. And I go up top. Hey, Ella. Animal crackers? I do like animal crackers. I'm like the opposite of the green eggs and ham guy, but I like all snacks at all points at all days. I don't know if there's something I don't like yet. Oh, those are the best ones. Yeah. Scooby snacks are great. Also delicious. Sorry about that. My aunt called. I'm going to be watching her dogs this weekend or we weekend to weekend. That makes sense. And she's asking about snacks and different foods that I want. And it's always an awkward situation, I'll be honest with you, when people are super generous. She's one of these people. She's very kind and very giving. And you feel like someone who's just taking, taking, taking. Like, you know, when someone's like, here, have this money. You're like, no, I got it. Oh, damn, 50, 20. You know, you start counting it. But I, I, I try to decline. 
I try to decline, but people are so kind, and then you feel guilty like I'm hoarding these opportunities. You're not hoarding them. Thanks, buddy. You're right. So I'm just going to need me to really step in and tell me that it's okay. But, yeah. Anyways, I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yes. I was listening to something. They were talking about conversational fate. Again, uh, they phrased it, but just kind of relaxing and letting things be. The whole theory about it was that don't stress about what you're going to say or what's going to happen or what, you know, will come out of your mouth because it's already kind of, it's like everything happens for a reason. Every word is spoken for a reason. It was kind of that feeling slash theory, but I enjoyed it because in a podcast setting where you're thinking, am I going to be funny? That you just kind of believe that it's all going to be said. And it's kind of like the podcast. It's very authentic, like the my setting. Okay. I don't fake anything. And I could do that. Maybe the show could be better if I edit stuff out, but because I treat the show such like a conversation, just you and me, we're just talking. Yes, we are. You know, I'm here too. <laughs> that I worry if I start censoring, editing, and just kind of polishing the show up more, that when I'm speaking in a real life conversation, that I'll say something and be like, hey, what's up that? Oh, can we take that out? Can we edit that out? You know, much like the podcast. They're like, oh, you can't take that back. You just said you were stealing from charity, Tristan. Like, ha, ha, ha. Seriously, can somebody? No, I, I didn't say I was stealing from charity. I said I took from the tip jar, okay? You know, leave a penny, take four. I don't know how it works, but this isn't a Brett Favre situation. So I like I like the idea of just kind of relaxing, and I thought maybe I'd share that with you guys. Sometimes you just got to breathe fresh life and be like, listen, every single word carries importance. And even the words that don't even go together, like when I throw two words together to smether, right? too so close, too so much. And you're like, what is he even talking about? Nobody knows, but it's already been written, baby. So <laughs> I just thought I would share that with you because it made me happy. It made me laugh. And it's just, it's one of those things that's going on. I'm sharing my week. Okay. This is a conversation. Can we cut that out? I seem pretty aggressive there. Nope. We're going to leave it in. Yes, we will. I know we're on the same page. Self hype. So <laughs> I'm having fun. <clears throat> What else is happening in the week? Oh, dude, I shot a commercial. I don't even know if I announced myself getting it. I believe that I mentioned something about not wanting to celebrate getting it because I was removed from one thing before. You got to be careful. Don't ever get too high because the lows are right there. But we'll be there to build you back up. Yes, we will. But this might be getting old. You've been doing it a lot. We've been doing this whole inner voice thing. No, we're always fun together. See, we'll just switch up the voice. Now we seem a little bit more cool and relaxed. You're right, dude. This is different. So, <laughs> yes, I mentioned the thing. I hope. But if I didn't, we already did. So I, I had a commercial I was going to shoot, and I can't say what it was. It had to do with food. Can't explain it. Not that it's really important, but you got to be respectful towards the craft. And I'd never done a food ad before, man. Food ads are cool because, well, when you get to eat, right? And I'm acting. Like, combine your two best skills and you're in paradise, right? Think about the two things you love to do more than anything else, right? Think about it. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's flying a kite and eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Now imagine this. And that's paradise. That's where I was. And then someone pays you to do it. Incredible. And people do... When they're they're they have a professional kitchen, they're just whipping stuff up. So you take a bite of something, you put it back, and they're like, "Oh, we got another one coming up hot for you." And you're like, "Okay." And I want to finish the whole thing, but they kind of keep bringing fresh ones in, and they have a spit bucket, and like, "Hey, Tristan, 
you can spit them out at any point because you've had like 85 bites. You want to put this away? I'm like, you're listen, you're not really going to be earning your money today, sir. Take the bucket. I'm okay today. So I had more than I needed. I will earn my money today. You hired me to eat this food here in everyone's faces in front of these cameras. I will do it. All right. So it was nice. And it's also all stuck up in my nose because I was just, uh, I was going all in. All right. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it full force. And it was, it was great. I can't remember if there was much more to be said. I can't, I mean, I can't say anything about it really, but the people were great. People were fantastic. They were, they were great. The thing is like, people are always so excited to do those kind of things. Those kind of jobs. People are always great. There's no one everywhere. is like, well, guess we got to play with food today. Guess we got to eat some sandwich. It wasn't sandwiches, but again, can't say, but we're going to eat some sandwiches. Tristan's got stuff in his nose. This isn't funny. You know, people are just in a good mood. It's a, it's a good vibe of people. And some of them were like from California and we just got hit with snow the freaking day. I was excited because it had been a little warm. I wake up winter wonderland, woke up to Christmas calories at the door. And it's, it's crazy to see people that are from different parts of the country, you know, particularly warm climates. And I'm like, how are you guys even okay? Cause I'm from here and this weather still sucks. And like, yeah, we're just trying to get through it, <clears throat> but it's nice. People were, they were really cool. They were really grateful. I'm also, I'm spreading the word like the podcast too. So they'll, they'll say something like, yeah, I got a long drive. Like, Oh, long drive. Do you listen to music or do you, you know, you like podcasts, you know? Cause I find a way to shove it in no matter what the conversation is like, Oh yeah. We're just talking about, yeah. You, you someone recently passed. They like podcasts by any chance. You're like, what the frick? Did he just segue to his podcast from my mother? I find a way. Okay. We will talk about the podcast. Oh, it's funny. You mentioned podcasts. I actually have one pretty good if I do say so myself. So they were great and they were going to listen to the show and it's been a good time, man. It's been a good time. It's also great to make people laugh. I forget how easy it is dealing with real life people because you get so used to trying to make your siblings laugh and they're like, well, I, 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 I get it. I know I deal with you all the time. Okay. We're in the kitchen together right now. I get it. I've heard everything you're going to say. Let it go. Right. I I'm used to people getting annoyed with me more than anything. So people, when I bring all this material that I think has been used, they're like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, uh, Oh, no, that was an A. It's just a good time. That's close. Okay. That's a close one. I need to be careful. I think I've snapped myself on that one for accident, but I need to say it's a, uh, right? As an ah. Uh, it's a uh, opportunity to hurt myself, but I'm going to leave it be. Yeah. So there, there was nothing else really about that. It was a great job experience. I love it. I miss it, man. You get really comfortable having these great times. It's like a little blip in time where you're so jolly and happy and then you never see them. Also, on my way, I was I was stressed out because as we know, I like to get places on time, mostly early. And I left I left myself about 25 minutes of cushion. And I'm driving there and I start hitting red lights. Okay. Now this small little inconvenience is hitting into my 20, 25 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, that's a whole minute. Now we've had three red lights in a row. I'm a little frustrated. Okay. And I get up at 4.30 AM. It's dark out. I just want to be there on time. I'm very punctual like this. So the red lights are bothering me, but I decide to let it go. It's going to be okay, Tristan. Yeah, I know, dude. And I begin to get onto the freeway. Now, as I pull onto the freeway, I see cars driving 
backwards up the on-ramp. This is never a good sign because as I pull on, I see the biggest line of traffic that I think has ever existed. I didn't get my measuring tape out, but it might have been the record. So there's ambulances and cop cars flying down. There's a huge accident or something. I don't know because it's so far ahead. And I was like, maybe I should back up too. 18 cars are behind me. I'm in it for the long ride now. So now I'm dialing the studio, calling the agents. People are like, dude, I'm going to be late both phones. Hello, someone help me. And like, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. But as someone who likes to be there on time, again, mostly early, I was getting pretty stressed out. And it was, it took a long time. Okay. So I have a photo. I'll put it up here. And if you thought that was bad, look at this too. Someone who was sitting in line who was probably frustrated because they got to get to work too. It was early in the morning. Their car just blows up while they're waiting. And I felt bad for laughing, but I had to also delight in someone else's pain. But then I felt bad and, and I, I should have done something, but I don't know. I couldn't. I was just standing there stuck. And but how inconvenient it's the it's the inconvenience. It's hard. It's hard. You feel guilty about laughing for a lot of things, but also, you know, you have when I when you see the humor in everything and then you accidentally see it in someone else's problems, you're like, wait, is this okay? Because I see the humor in my own unfortunate things. As I'm sitting there and after the, I'm like getting frustrated, I can't laugh about it. I go, oh my gosh, this sucks. All right, this is for crazy. Isn't this wild that someone like me wants to be this thing and it's not working out? That's hilarious to me. And I start getting mad, but also happy. And I get used to laughing at my own unfortunate circumstances. And then you get so used to seeing humor in everything that when someone else has a trying time, you go, <laughs> wait, was that rude? <laughs> you know? So you got to be careful with that, man. You got to be careful. So yeah, their whole freaking thing blew up and oh, I just dropped this pen twice, man. It would be inconvenient, but I see the humor in it. And then I'll laugh if someone else drops a pen and I don't know if that's bad or not. So yeah, that was the whole experience really. What else is going on, dude? I've been very productive in a lot of different ways. Get more auditions. And I've been doing a lot of podcast clips. I've been getting through them. And I have to say, I'm very appreciative of the people who value these little snippets. They're just little pieces of the show, but they contact me and they say, oh my gosh, love the pod, dude. So grateful. You're hilarious. I'm like, oh my gosh. Usually it's just me going, hey, you're so funny. And like, dude, I know I'm you. Oh, I forgot about that, man. But then who are these other people that are now creeping into my brain? And it's a great thing. But psychologically, I would say that it's because of all these new influx of people that are praising me, that it's putting more pressure on me to think, hey, am I being funny? And that's where I really need myself the most. So I'm, I'm letting go. It's a conversational fade thing. You know, I can't really worry about if I'm going to be funny or not. All I know is that I think I'm funny and I enjoy it. And this conversation at the heart of hearts, I'm sorry, it's not really to you. It's to me. I'm the person watching this back and I'm the person that I see on the camera. So really at the end of the day, this is just about me. This is a very selfish and self-centered podcast. And if you want to come along the ride of narcissism and arrogance, all aboard, baby. Okay. But no, I am very happy to have you guys here with me today. All right. We shouldn't have said that. I know. Can we cut that out? So yeah, I'm having, a, I am having a great time though. What else is going on, dude? Anything else? of importance not really oh you know what i did see i saw nasa posted this whole thing and nasa posted a lot of stuff i'm adjusting the mic and that's because i had moved it when i whatever ow so nasa 
post a lot of things and they break Twitter headlines. There's a national bubble of comments. This one. So they posted that on 2046, on Valentine's Day, there will be an asteroid that will just nearly miss the Earth. People lose their minds. They go crazy over this information. What if? What's going to happen? But this is all NASA does to me, and it got me thinking. What is NASA actually doing? What what are they doing that's actually serving some sort of importance? I'm sorry to crap on all the people that love NASA. You know, it's people. It's a fashionable thing. People wear NASA hats and whatever. Mostly people can't even spell it. But it's one of those things. I don't know why we celebrate and pay and love NASA so much. I'm just asking the question. Maybe I'm wrong. But what does NASA do that deserves all this attention that it's filled? Every single time I go on the internet, NASA saw this, NASA saw that. But nothing's ever going to happen, right? Like, you have to tell me about an asteroid that's going to miss the Earth? Why? For what reason? I'm not going to, I won't experience it. Why do I have to be a part of the situation? It's kind of like me shoehorning the podcast into conversation. It's like, oh... I have this interesting fact that is no longer relevant now that I know that it won't actually hit Earth, but I feel like we just spent a week and a half studying it, so let's just put it out and get some sort of article going. That's all NASA does. It tells you things that won't happen, right? I never see, oh, we're going to be swallowed into a black hole, and even then it's like three billion light years. How do you know? Their whole thing is maybe what ifs, but probably not. That's all NASA does. I was watching because I thought about this earlier. I was watching a list of NASA's greatest accomplishments, right? And I realized something, that outside of a satellite, nothing, okay? No importance to me. They've seen different expeditions, okay? They've gone different places, adventures, pioneers, Apollos, right? We've gone to land on the moon. But I have to say this about the moon. Big deal, okay? Hey, space race is good for morale and patriotism. Who cares? So is the Super Bowl, okay? There's a lot of things that uplift the world as a whole. And also, even if you wanted to apply that crap, which doesn't actually, again, value all that as far as world, like the TV, that's basically all NASA is. They just show us stuff. Look at this different galaxy. Oh, different planet. We'll go here. We'll go there. It doesn't matter, right? So it just makes me think we're just seeing things. That's all NASA is. NASA is just going on an adventure. and But we're never going to go there with them. It's like just watching a vlog of somebody who took a gap year from high school to college and went backpacking through Malaysia. I'm like, well, this is interesting. You're like, wow, I'll never go there, but I can kind of see it, right? That's all NASA does. They're all telescopes. They're not like Top Gun and Tom Cruise. Like they're going to have a different asteroid going up. Like I'll blow it up before it gets to the world. Like they're some sort of national saviors. I just, I feel a little baffled because I feel like they're up highest on the pedestal. I see people just rave about it. And the thing is just like, it's not relevant. You know, we don't talk about the deep sea like that. How many of us are ever going to go to the deep sea? No. So we don't care. But raise your hand if you will ever go to space and see all these things. Now put your hand down, you look like an idiot. You're not going to space, man. You're not going to space. NASA, in the world of what have you done for me lately, again, outside of the satellite, I love Google Maps, but what are they doing that warrants praise or funding? Rocket science? Again, as 
rocket science so smart and important what does rocket science really do for the nation or anybody it's not even like a usa thing i don't care who other space station what are you gonna do up there you're just it's just a vacation you're just flying away and they come back down and say hey we saw some things okay what does this mean for us well you know in six to eight billion light years i think there might be a black hole black. okay how does that apply and also you can theorize and, and just say, well, I ran it through a simulation, a little algorithm. It'll say that's what's going to happen. We measured it down to the centimeters. It's slowly drifting, the cosmic galaxy. I don't know. It's not that I so much have a beef with NASA. It's more so that I'm always bewildered by the things that people look at and they go, holy crap. Because that's what it was. It was that stupid 2046 comet, the asteroid. Oh, my gosh. On Valentine's Day? It might, oh, it's not going to hit, but holy crap, right? NASA's just a bunch of watchers. We just, what ifs? Even if there's something that's going to happen, what are they going to do about it? Just send another tweet and be like, yeah, it looks like in 2049, there will be an asteroid that's going to hit. And we go, oh, crap, well, at least you told us about it. You guys can't do it. You have all that preparation. You can't do anything. We can go land on the moon, try and get the Mars or Jupiter and touch base, build satellites and international space stations. But we can't we can't fix the comet. Why even tell me about it? We're already doomed. I don't know. Screw NASA. No, I take that. Take that back. You don't mean that. But I kind of do. What? Oh, do we mean that? I mean, I don't mean to convince you. I hope we're on the same team here. Yeah, you're right. Screw NASA. Sorry, dude. Yeah, okay. Up top. So anyways, guys, I think that's everything <laughs> I have to talk about today. I appreciate you tuning in for this delightful episode of Full Circus. And, you know... It's one of those things where I just got to feel happy and satisfied with the show that we've done today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Screw NASA. No. And I'm trying to think about the, the, the hitter or the like little slogan that you can really hit on and be like, oh, this is what we talked about. But now all I can think about is what ifs, right? I, anybody could come up with what ifs, but you'll never see them. I'll say that in the end, this podcast episode will be. 50 minutes. It's not going to be 50 minutes, but you'll think maybe it won't and you'll check and, you know, who, who will see? You will if you go that long. The, all right. That's my bad. The metaphor dropped there. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been Full Stackers. I love you. Peace. There's always tickets in the back. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Let's go watch some dogs. Wedgie.